come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am Matt... And I'm Kimbra. And I'm always trying to think of different ways to say that intro. So that's what I came up with. At least this time it's actually us. That's true. Yes. Last last week our podcast got pirated. Yes. Overtaken. By manatees. Yes. And, and other people. And other people. It is, that's employing manatees or people. Anyway, <laughs> I like in general I like manatees more than most people. But I do like some people. Like the ones that pirated our podcast. Anyway, uh, yeah, how's everybody doing out there? Hope you guys are having a good week. We had a pretty good week, I think. We, you know, I mean, well, it wasn't as good as the last week when we were actually swimming with manatees and scuba diving and all kinds of fun well, things. That was a good week. That was a very good week. But, uh, you know, we got, I got my taxes done. You got your taxes done, right? Yep. And that was good news for both of us. Better for me this year than it was last year. Last year I got barely anything i almost had to pay this year i got a little bit back so yeah i know ideally you're supposed to get it as close as possible i know that makes sense logically speaking but i I like that here's some money that you didn't get throughout the year that we've been holding for you i mean i like that too it's it's like a it's like a a special little savings yeah it's going to a good cause me my debt (laughs) (laughs) and uh recently i was going to mention this last week recently we got to not only did we go out on boats and do excursion type things scuba diving and creature encounters we got to pet a sloth which is i guess a creature encounter we didn't do that last week no but i was going to mention it last got it and then i and i we were overrun so i forgot right Got to it. mention it. Yes, we got to pet a sloth. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we can't tell you how or where yet, but let's just say we'll probably get to pet a sloth a lot more in the future. So, Sounds like a good thing to me. That's not the word I was looking for, but I couldn't come up with the word <laughs> I wanted. So thing is what you got. Uh, what else we got here? Last Monday, we were on Lovey's Fat Life on his live stream. So, on YouTube. On YouTube. So if you missed that, go back and check that out. It was a lot of fun. He had a barbecue person on the first half, and then he had us on the second half. That's kind of the way he's doing it. So, you know, go check him out every Monday. At, uh, well, he might be changing it. He posted on there. He might be oh, changing. Might so Moving back a little bit later. That or maybe different days. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just go to his channel and, yeah. and check it out. Find out the, the day and the time yeah. that it'll currently be happening. Yeah. Cool. Cool. What else do we have? We got some emails. Okay. Uh, let's see. We're going to go in reverse order of when we got them, I think. Are we? Well, yeah, why not? Let's start with okay. uh, let's start with Mary Miller, because that, that kind of takes us, harkens back to last week's episode, which was basically our, our recap of the whole manatee experience. Yes. And Crystal River. You want to read this one? Sure. Hi, Matt and Kimbra. And Reno. Aww. Reno got a shout out. What about, what about Guinness and, and Zilly and Luna? Jeez, Mary, why'd you forget the reptiles? <laughs> Anyways, I enjoyed hearing about your trip to Crystal River. I really liked Tea House 650 and the Coastal Heritage Museum, too. Apparently, Elvis, Elvis filmed a movie in the area many years ago. Well, once again, Facebook is reminding me of my 2018 cruise on the Crown Princess that I took in January early February. We went to Grand Turk and Amber Cove. It was my first cruise after a 10-year hiatus. While I joined with my parents and other family members for the cruise, I traveled solo like I normally do and had much fun. We only really did family things for dinner and a couple of shows. Looking forward and getting on a ship soon. Hope you are well, Mary. 
Thank you for the email, Mary. Aren't we all looking forward to getting on a ship? I know there's been more cancellations. It's been the ball has been kicked further down the field, as they say, since there's a Super Bowl coming up in a well. It'll be a week from from when this podcast comes out. There'll be a Super Bowl in Tampa, uh, where we yes, live, with, with the, the Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah. which is Tampa's football team, not my football team, but it's Tampa's football team, and um, yeah. Because, you know, Tom Brady needs another freaking Super Bowl. Anyway, um, we also got an email from Scott Saltman. I don't usually the say prof- his full name. The Professor yeah. Travel. Yeah. The Professor Travel. Scott and um, I'm reading my response to him here. Don't read that one. He said, <laughs> he said, hey, Matt and Kimbra, and not necessarily in that order. Oh, it's in that order, Scott. It's in that order. <laughs> Great podcast with Mallory and Andrew, and again, not necessarily in that order. Okay. <laughs> uh, last week, about the adorable sea potatoes and the dolphin sea potatoes. Sea potatoes. That's cute. <laughs> Question. How long is a dive certification good for? My husband is looking into this out here on the West Coast, so we can consider uh, options for Hawaii soon. Keep doing what you do so well. Thank you, Scott. So uh, I think I can answer this question. No, you can't. You don't know. You could probably answer this question. Yeah. Look, I got my scuba certification when I was 15, and that was years ago. So I can tell you that scuba certifications do not expire ever, ever. Once you're certified, you are certified. You're just certifiable. Forever. But but here's the reality. If you go and try and scuba dive someplace, they may ask you if you've been diving in the last, usually it's the last two years. And if you say no, um, then they may not let you dive. So how do you get around that? Well, you could lie and say yes, fill out a fake logbook, but you shouldn't do that. There's a reason they ask this, and there's really no way for them to check it. But um, what you should do is if you haven't dove for that long and you feel like you're not comfortable with it, just do a refresher course. Most dive shops will offer refresher courses. They're usually a one like day or evening session, just a couple hours. Basically, you're just diving either in a pool or in a very shallow environment with a dive instructor or dive master. Just kind of like, you know, if you haven't been on the bicycle for a few years and you just the first time, you just want to be a little careful, a little cautious. But it is like riding a bike. I can tell you because I'm a person that has gone decades without scuba diving in the past. And uh, it just comes right back to you. So, um so yeah, so I would say get that scuba certification, and if it's going to be more than two years before you get to go to Hawaii, then you know go out and do a shore dive in California, or you know just check in with your local dive shop about doing a refresher course. You should do that. Don't really lie. Don't really lie and pretend that you've dove when you haven't, because this is safety we're talking about. So just to clarify that, but uh, but do dive, and uh, it's a lot of fun, and you will not be sorry. Yes. That's what I would say. All right. What do we got? We got another email, right? We do, but I'm going to say this probably a week early, but yeah, this just made me think about it. I could probably wait until next week, but I'm not going to. You've already let the cat out of the I bag. know. So I have almost officially been scuba certified for a year. Oh. How many dives have we been on? A lot. Um... They're not all logged yet, but what did I have? 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's probably, I probably didn't get 21 dives for the first 20 years. I was a certified diver and we've done 21 dives. Well, I haven't done 21 because you did some of those were your certification dives, right? Yes. What, four of them? Three of them. Three of them? Yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm a few behind you then yeah but i've got a lot more from the past over the decades yes there you go that's pretty good yeah all right cool on to our our email yes how are we going to read this so this is from our friend brian and brian is very knowledgeable about cruise stuff and uh, he wrote us a book 
One that makes Andrew's emails look like a mere sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew has a challenge. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, but it is really good information. And I think it is going to tie really well into our main topic of today because we can kind of compare and contrast. Also, it is really in reference to our podcast from two weeks ago, I believe, right? When we did the Norwegian Encore. I think that was three weeks ago. Was it three weeks ago? Whenever it was. A few weeks ago. Yes. So, I don't, are we going to read this whole thing? It's a long email. Um, I mean, we can... How about this? We it can... starts with an apology for being such a long email. That's true. <laughs> That's how you know it's a long email, but it's but it is good information. I I think maybe we can kind of summarize it, okay. and then that. if the people want to hear the nitty gritty details, then we will absolutely read it. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. So um, he's got his bottom line up front, which I think does summarize it for the most part. Basically. He's not a fan of the Encore. He likes some of the other Norwegian ships, but he says the Encore took away a lot of public space in comparison to sister ship Bliss and even the Escape and Joy in order to expand fee-based sun decks and venues. In his kids' opinions, ages 5, 8, 6, 9 at the time of sailing, the Norwegian, Cl- Norwegian Cruise Line NCL Kids Club exceeded that of the Symphony of the Sea. So that's that's a plus. Um, they have sailed the Bliss, the Escape, and the Symphony of the Seas. But basically his his big thing is um, what they did is they, they kind of squeezed some of the deck space into private spaces or uh, spaces that you have to pay. Like, for example, that laser tag area got they expanded it on this ship to get rid of an adult only area which was supposed to be really cool people really liked it and um, some of the private decks expanded and took over some of the public decks so you know one of the points that he makes in here is that Norwegian has kind of a, a history of misusing the word free and sort of nickel and diming you. You know, we've talked about this before with cruise lines, nickel and diming you and people's perceptive, perceptive, perceptions of cruise lines, nickel and diming you. And, um, you know, some of our friends we've talked to have said that they felt like they've they've had more sales pressure on them and, and certain ships or certain lines and stuff like that. And so Norwegian kind of has this reputation, but uh, they've done a better job with this and some of their other ships, I think is the, is the point here. Also, he mentioned the casinos, that they did get that right as far as the smoke area goes, that you do have to walk through it to get to some of the other venues if you want to go to like the shops and stuff, but smoke's very contained. He's, he mentioned that the uh, Bahama Paradise and Celebrity Cruise Lines have also done this. So there you go. That's, that's well, like... He said Celebrity and Bahamas Paradise do not allow smoking in the casino. Right. They don't allow smoking at all. Right. Instead which would of eliminate just, the smoke. Instead of yeah. just having a sectioned off space. That's true. That's a good that's It's a good different. Point. Yes, it is different. It is very different. If you're a smoker, that's going to be terrible. If you're a non-smoker, yeah, it's, you know, half a dozen to one, six of the other. That's, a, that's our expression of the week here at Fantastic Cruising. So... <laughs> Thank you for that input, Brian. It was a really good email, and we appreciate well, your... He also talked a lot about the kids' club. He did. He did. Do you, you want to go into that a little? Um, sure. I mean, he, he basically said his kids loved it so much that he had to, like, drag them out every night. Went into some details on, on what made it so great. Again, if the people want to hear it, we are happy to read all the nitty-gritty details. But like Matt said at the beginning, this is a book. <laughs> It's not a criticism, Brian. No, no, no. It's great. Like, I had no idea. I'm really glad that this information was shared. It's just a lot of information. So. Unless you want to hear it, then yeah. I'm happy to share it. Otherwise, we'll probably save it for when we go get around to another kids episode. Yeah. Talk about it. Maybe we'll get Brian on here and his kids get their input like we got to talk to uh, Mike Lovelace and Anthony. And Anthony, yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, thanks for the email, Brian. Great as always. And the reason that I thought that that really sort of tied well into our topic for the day is because, Kimbra, you have recently been doing a lot of homework, right? I've done a little bit of homework. 
Okay, like a night of it. I did a night of homework. It was hours. We're not talking it was, about minutes. Right. We're talking about hours. You're right. It was hours of homework. And what were you studying in your homework assignment? Virgin Voyages. So they just came out with some new training yes. materials? Yes, they put out some new training for travel agents, and it's been shared by emails and Facebook travel agent groups and all over the place. So I'm like, all right. All right, I'm doing the Virgin Voyages training. So <laughs> I spent a night and did some training and learned some stuff. If you want to book a cruise, you can book right through us, Kimbra specifically. What is that email, Kimbra? Fantastictravel at gmail.com. Now, when she was going through all this stuff, I mean, we look, we covered in episode 63, I believe it was October 18th, we covered, we did kind of a virtual ship tour of the Scarlet Lady. We covered some of this stuff, but as she was going through doing her homework, um, I was editing a video, which by the way, we should have a video coming out. Maybe by the time this podcast is out, we'll see if YouTube has gotten its HD rendered version done. But um, she kept saying, oh, this and oh, that. And it's like, cool. Like some of it we knew, some of it we forgot, some of it we didn't know. And so we thought it would be really cool to kind of focus in on Virgin today and talk about some of the ways that Virgin Voyages is different from other cruise lines. So uh, you may be familiar with Virgin Voyages and their business model. Some of this you may be familiar with. Some of this may be new, but um, we're going to give you some ways that we think Virgin is, is really standing apart from other cruise lines. And one of those ways is kind of the opposite business model of Norwegians nickel and diving you to death. And a lot of people are going to like that, I think. So. Yes. All right. So let's jump in. What What is the first thing we should talk about? How is Virgin Voyages differentiating themselves from the cruise market, rest of the cruise market? Um, so I think the first big thing is everything is all included. So what, which I know all cruises kind of seem that way, but this is like Legit. They actually mean it. They actually well, mean it. Well, everything a, aside from like alcohol, alcohol. Yeah. but like when they say Tattoos. this is, okay, when they say this is what you pay. Souvenirs. Matt. Sorry. <laughs> literally, like your tips are included. It's not something that you add on at the end. Like that is part of it. All food is included. So there's there's no buffets they have a bunch of different kind of specialty restaurants but they're not specialty like you have to pay it's all included which is really cool you know like i mean i i think that you know, tony and i used to talk about this on the cruise geeks i think that tips should be included in your cruise fare like why even make that a, why separate that just just charge me what you need to to pay these people what they need to make and uh, and we're good. And then if I want to tip extra, I could still do that. But um, but I want to make sure that these people are getting paid what they're supposed to be paid. I don't want to if I I don't want to have to see it separated out. You're not separating every other expense out of my cruise, so I have to see oh this much money is going to this and this much money is going to that. No, just charge me what you need to charge me. Pay your people. Pay your expenses. Make your profit. Make it simple. And that's kind of what. It's kind of what they're doing here. Yeah. And now, so their cruise may cost a little more. That kind of remains to be seen. Sort of, but yeah. So from the, I guess when you start looking at the cost of the cruise, it's like, whoa, this is way expensive. But really, if you think about the things that you would be paying a little bit extra on a different cruise line, you're probably pretty close to evening out. Yeah, now it depends on what kind of cruiser you are. Like if you're a cruiser that goes on the ship and never goes for the a la carte menus, never goes to the specialty restaurants, if you don't do any of that stuff, then, you know, but, maybe but this doesn't really matter. But this is your opportunity to do those things. Right, and not and not feel like, you know, if if I don't if I pay for it up front, then I'm not even thinking about it. It's it's not only is it removing that computation from my brain it's removing that stressor of my brain like oh how much money am i spending on this how much money am i spending on that am i going over budget i don't even want to think about it so this is making it really easy so you said fitness classes which are not free across the board on other ships right i've paid like five dollars a class to do yoga on carnival before not, not like 
breaking the bank. No. But still, like, that's, like, really five bucks? Like, just just charge everybody ten cents more, and then everybody's covered for the Right. You know, like, it's it's not that big of a deal. The tips thing is great. You well, know, the, and the, the tips thing, it's not just, like, overall general gratuities. It's tips on drinks. So, like, oh. if, if you order a beer, your tip is part of that cost. Now, to be fair... That's how Carnival and Royal do, do it too, but then they put a tip line on there. But if you look at the bill, they actually have included the tip. Now they'll break it down for you so you can see what the tip was, but they will automatically include the tip on there. And then if you're not paying attention, you may add the tip thinking that you haven't tipped and then you're double tipping. Um, I, I can see the possibility that Virgin might do that as well. Like if you've got a really good bar- bartender that you want to, you know, give a little extra. But they are advertising as all tips included. Right. So it's not like a sneaky sneak. It's a this is the way it is. And if you want, I'm sure they would take extra tips. And that's one thing that really bothers me. Like uh, they don't tell you that they have included the tip. They don't not tell you that they've included the tip but then you get the bill if you don't like there's a tip line that's blank so if you're not looking closely at that ticket and you're not familiar with that then it's real easy to add that tip on there and be like wow and then you get double charged and for me my problem is if i see a tip line that's blank i feel guilty for not writing anything on it yeah yeah it's like when we go to one of these restaurants where you're literally ordering at the cashier and then you're picking up your own food and eating it and throwing it away but there's a tip line there's a tip line and now i feel like i have to tip something like why Uh, but but that's just who i am so i i just feel obligated even though i know you know not everybody tips in this situation now, right now, I am trying to tip whenever I do that because I feel like people are in a rough spot. So if I can throw an extra couple bucks at them, I will do that. And I don't feel as bad about it. But under normal situations, like, it's just it's just a stressor that doesn't need to be there. So we'll see how they do their receipts. But by saying up front, like you're saying, they're not being sneaky, sneaky. And uh, and, and I feel like that's a better, better way to go about their business. And it's, to, to me, what this does it is it, it's instilling trust from your customer which is a big deal for a lot of people and i think it's a good business model that needs to be you know more common yeah all right and then there's now you said that all the food is included but there's no buffet right so they have I can't remember off the top of my head, and unfortunately, I can't go back into the training to review. Um, but they have, I think it's three or four kind of types of food. Probably find out or, in an episode that came out in October 18th. Well, not not types. <laughs> like, um, oh. genre is not the word I'm looking for. Um, so, like, there's, there's real fancy food. Sit down. You can spend hours there. Um, there's like medium, you can sit there for a little bit and chill, or there's like walk up, grab and go. Okay. Okay. I, I got gotcha. you. I can't, what's the word for that? Yeah. Like just a, just a, a dining style or dining style. Like That's that. yeah, yeah. There's probably so, a So they have it. different types in that kind of sense. So it's, it's really cool. And all of it's included. So like you can go sit down for two hours and have yourself a steak. Now on the menu for like the fancy steak place, there were a couple stars next to like the fancy, fancy ste- steaks. So I don't know if there's an upcharge for those types mm. of steaks. Mm. It wasn't specified in the training and I couldn't find like fine print. Hmm. So I don't know if the stars were something about the cook of it or if... Like it was like the fillet that had like a star next to it, and so I, I don't know about that. Kind but of like at the MDR, you can you can always order those upcharge things. Yeah, that would kind of be crappy since they're pushing this, but it's not the end of the world. Like, but they have other steaks on that menu as well. Right. So I, I can't one hundred percent say that because I just don't know, but. I mean, still, if we can go to a steakhouse and I can get a steak, may not be the fancy, fancy steak. Or even if I have to pay a few extra dollars for a fancy, fancy steak, 
I might consider it. Well, I know in the MDR on like Carnival Royal Caribbean, it's like 20 bucks or something like that to get the, yeah. the steak in the MDR. I mean, they may have a steak that's included on the menu, right. but to get like the steakhouse steak, right. you're going to pay for that, which I don't ever do that because the food in the MDR is good. But that is interesting. If anybody knows, let us know. Fantasticcruising at gmail.com. Are they going to have some a la carte? From the training, it sounds like they're not. But, but you know, maybe they'll sneak a couple zingers in there on you. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, either way, it all being included is is a really good deal. Right, because normally those styles you mentioned, like the buffet would be free. But then if you went to that middle style or the sit-down style other than the MDR... That's going to cost a la carte or or a set fee um, almost anywhere you go. Yeah, but the the other really cool thing about the food is there are so many different types of restaurants. Like like I said, there's the fancy ones, but there's not just the fancy ones. There's the fancy steak one. There's the fancy Mexican one. There's the fancy Italian one. And then you go to that middle level, and there's kind of the same thing. Hmm. Like you've got the, the taco stand, and you've got... Um, there's a place that's got like like fair foods and stuff, which is like corn dogs. I'm not okay. sure if you heard me shout corn dogs during the training. No, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, did. I, I, I don't really like corn dogs personally, so I I, do. I know you. I know yeah. you enjoy a corn dog. So, so it's it's really cool that they have the kind of different categories, and within the different categories, they have the different types of foods. There's just tons of options. Cool, cool. Now another thing that's they very different for this cruise line. Is that they don't have a cruise director. No, they have a group of people called the Happenings Crowd. Is that what I told Or the Happenings Crew. Again, I couldn't go back into my training to verify. But <laughs> they, they, call the, they call the people on the ship, like us, sailors. Yes, sailors. And then like travel agents are first mates. Oh. Because the, the helper of the captain is the first mate. Oh, I didn't know on that. On a ship. Okay. So the travel agents are first mates. Um, everybody, you know, guests on the ship are sailors and the, the cruise director group of people are the happenings crew. Okay. So that's like their entertainment crowd. Yep. But there's, I'm sure they have somebody who's in charge, but I guess they don't have one main person that's in charge. I don't know how I feel about that. I like cruise directors, but I know some cruise lines emphasize them a lot. Some not as much. So, I I don't know. I I guess it remains to be seen how that will affect the feel and the the vibe of this sh- cruise line. Yeah, I'm not I'm not real sure about it. I think I think like you said, it kind of depends on on how they utilize that. Because on our on our last cruise on the Brilliance of the Seas, the cruise director just kind of wasn't like he was there. It's a Royal Caribbean thing, but, yeah. But he typically. wasn't what I was used to. Yeah, and. I was kind of bummed about that. Like, I, I really like that person jumping on, you know, every day or a few times a day, the the intercom and, like, pumping you up for all the things that are coming up and throughout the day. And I stuff. have had that on Royal Caribbean, but, yeah, I think normally that's not as much of the standard. as It's really a carnival really kind of pushes that more. Um, I don't know. I, I Depending on the cruise director, depending I, – like, I could take it or leave it. Sometimes I appreciate that. Sometimes I – I kind of wish it'd go away. So I'm not sure how it's going to play out. It would be interesting to have more people instead of having, you know, instead of having like uh, uh, John Lennon, you have the Beatles or something. You know what I'm saying? Like you have like a a group of people that you're like, oh, there's one of these 10 people that are all equally important instead of, you know, well, that's just the drummer or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think that'll be interesting and then and this may tie into that like the first thing we actually had on our notes list is that virgin is going adult only i think everybody probably knows that right it's an adult only cruise which means you have to be how old do you have to be to cruise on this line you have to be 18 to cruise on this line so no kitties so there's no child section no that might kids be wrong section while well, she verifies that um you Basically, that means they can do some things and you don't have to worry about some things that you might have to worry about if you were sailing on any other cruise line. Really? It's 18. I was correct. 18. So they're going for adults. Now, the only other time you might see an almost adults-only ship is if you're on, like, one of the lines that are very adult, like 
retired, very retired, <laughs> that kind of thing, which I nothing wrong with that, but uh, it's a different vibe, I'm sure, than what they're going for. So I do want to specify the the minimum age is 18, but it can't be like you can't book a group of 18-year-olds. So Oh, right. There's got to be an... There has to be at least someone 21 or older with the group. Interesting. So no 18s flying solo. Right. Or 19s or 20s flying solo. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I like that too because in my experience, some of the most annoying youth that I've experienced on cruises were probably in that upper teen level (laughs) instead of the little kids. I don't know. Kids don't generally bother me on cruises. I act like they do, but they really don't. Um, cool. Okay. Now there, there would be one ship sailing right now if the world wasn't ending and that would be the Scarlet Lady that we did our review on. I, I actually, I want to, oh shoot, what was I going to, I was going to say something before you went into the adults thing about food, Oh. but I don't remember what it is. So. Mud wrestling? It was not mud wrestling. Pole dancing. You're not going to help me remember it by saying random things. (laughs) Well, if it comes back to you, we'll go back to that. So the Scarlet Lady would be sailing right now, but since we are in the midst of an apocalypse, it's not uh, until hopefully sometime this year. That ship is only doing normally three to five night sailings, which is different because there are obviously ships that do three to five night sailings on other lines, but the way it was going to work is the first year or so, that was all Virgin was doing was just three to five night sailings, which means what two, maybe three port stops, something like that. Um, I think all of them are two sport, two port stops, two port spot. I can't even talk. <laughs> yeah, two port stops. Um, and one of them is always Bimini. Always Bimini, which we're going to get to that yes. in a second. Uh, and then there's a new ship that hopefully will come out this year. Is it this year? Yep. The Valiant Lady, and she is going to do six to eight night sailings, which will mean, what, three to four port stops? Um, I think an eight night sailing would probably get yeah, you I think four. Th- the one that we looked at, I think, was four stops. Okay. So it's, it's, a, it's a longer cruise. Yeah. So it more, you know, that's, I mean, now, before we knew about that, it was like, wow, Virgin's only doing these short cruises. Now it's like, okay, they're going to have two ships. One's handling the short cruises. One's handling the longer cruises. That makes them less unique in that regard. Yes, but um, I do want to say the Scarlet Lady is going to be primarily Caribbean. And the Valiant Lady is going to start in the Caribbean. But then it's going to be primarily Mediterranean. Oh. So after this year, hopefully... Um, I think it's heading over to the Mediterranean to do cruises there while the Scarlet Lady stays here. And then I I wonder if they have more ships they're going to build They have to do longer. They have two more ships in the works. There you go. There you go. All named something lady? All named something lady. Have they lady. been named yet? Did you see? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they call them lady ships. Lady ships. Oh, it's a lady ship. Mm. <laughs> it's a lady. Hey, lady. Uh, all right. So, so they do go to Bimini. All of them that are going to sail on the Caribbean will go to Bimini, which is a new cruise stop for the first time ever. There are no cruises that go to Bimini. As far as I know, there have never been cruises that have gone to Bimini. I don't think Bimini even had the ability to take a cruise ship there. Maybe there may be some exception to that sometime in the. 80s, one ship went to Bimini or something and they tendered. I don't know. But to my knowledge, it's never happened. They have invested in something called the Bimini Beach Club, which is basically it's a, it's a large uh, cylindrical piece of wood with the word Bimini Beach on it. And yeah. they will hit you with it. No, that's not what it is. I was When you said when you were going with like the cylindrical, I was thinking like beach wood. Not, not like a club, <laughs> but yeah, yours works too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's not what it is. That's not what it it's is. It's a large area of space where people can... The final can, frontier. Can... <laughs> These are the voyages of the Scarlet Lady. A large area of sand 
where people can lay out and do things. Oh, adult things? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I'm excited about this because Bimini is very intriguing to me. And uh, we'll probably talk more about that a little bit. But, um, but yeah, the other thing is not only are they going to Bimini and they have this all-inclusive beach club. It's their version of a private island, more or less. Yeah. But they're not – they're going to go and they're going to stay late into the evening at Bimini. Yes, they have – oh, I wish I would have written this stuff down when I was talking about it. Was Remember it when the, I was like, we should take notes? <laughs> I just – I thought I'd be able to get back into it. Oh, uh, we're going to get into it in a minute. Okay. Yeah, so every night – that they have a ship late in Bimini, they do like a bonfire thing that has a name that I can't remember. <laughs> but it's cool because it stays late and you get to enjoy this bonfire thing that has a name. It's it's cool that there's they're doing a late night port stop. So that's one of the things we've complained about when we've complained about things we don't like about cruising is that, you know, there it's hard to, to find these cruises that that do late nights. There are a few here and there, you know, like ABC Islands have some and stuff, but it's it's more the exception rather than the rule. But Virgin is kind of taking a different approach in Bimini, and, and I think maybe some of the other stops might be later as well. And that, that can make a big difference in your whole island experience, especially something like this, because you, you get to do this whole, like, bonfire experience at night. I mean, it's ports are going to be different at night than they are during the day and so if you're there at night and you get to participate in these sort of party atmosphere things it's just going to be a whole new world basically right so it's different experience entirely she's she is frantically searching for the name of the bonfire I'm sure there are listeners out there who know it, who are like, it's called the blah, 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 blah. Well, I also have to, it's called the Beach Club at Bimini. The not Beach the, Club at Bimini. Not the Bimini Beach Club. <laughs> well, they may have the, they may have the Bimini Beach Club oh, at the Beach Club. It's a, a beachside bonfire. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> All that build up for that? The beachside bonfire. I thought it was going to be like, mm-hmm. the Scarlet Lady's effigy of, of, of something burnt into the sky mm. for... It no. says, as the day winds down with a beachside bonfire. <laughs> beachside bonfire. There you go. So I was right. It was a bonfire. Yeah. At the beach. So you got one name <laughs> wrong and then the other one. Anyway. <laughs> <sighs> Moving on. Moving on. Uh, another thing that they are not going to have is no drink packages. Yeah. Which... That means no alcohol, right? It's a straight edge cruise. Yeah, for adults only. Milk, water. Juice, tea, coffee. Yeah, not true. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, they have drinks and they sort of have their version of a drink package, but not really. So it's more like a prepaid bar tab. If you go ahead and pay it in advance, it's a 300 at, at least $300. So I think you do it in $300 increments. But every $300 that you do in advance, they give you another $50. So if you want to give yourself a $300 bar tab before you get on the ship prepaid, they'll give you another 50. So basically you have $350 for the bar. Now, the cool thing about this, which is different from other cruise lines, is if you want to do this, you are the only one that has to do it. Nobody else in your cabin is required to do this. And you're welcome to spin that bar tab however you choose to do so. So if you want to spend it on all of your friends, you're welcome to spend it on all of your friends. It doesn't have to be exclusively for yourself. Cool. That is that is pretty big because I know a lot of people are in that situation where somebody wants the bar, somebody doesn't want the bar, they don't and everybody wants to pay for it. Or, you know, you can decide, are you a person that's gonna spend three hundred and fifty dollars at the bar or you a person's gonna spend seven hundred dollars at the bar on a cruise and then you can buy the package that fits that plan and you save a little bit of money by right. doing that. Yeah. So so that's cool. I like that. Um and you can split it. So you and I could do like the three hundred dollars, get the fifty bucks extra mm-hmm. and then 
that probably would be plenty for us. A plenty, and then we could buy some for the friend that we meet. Sure, absolutely. So, but so that, yeah, but yeah, that, so that's kind of cool. So we we like that uh, because there's no way that I can justify getting the drink package. No, I don't, I don't drink that. I much. don't drink enough for that. No, and this no way, way, yeah, and this way we would be sharing it and drinking how we choose to drink, spending right. the money. You know, yeah. The risk, I guess, is that you don't utilize all of that money and then you would lose it, I would assume. But, I mean, if you give me that much money and say, you got to spend this much money, I'm probably going to figure out a way to do it. At least to the $300, if not the $50. And if we split it between the two of us, I don't know how much their drinks are going to cost, but if they're like most cruise lines, so it won't take you that long. I actually have that information. You do? Yes. So their drinks are actually priced lower than other cruise lines. Are they? So a, a regular beer will be 5 to $6. And then, okay. of course, if you get a fancier, more expensive beer, then it will be a more expensive beer. It sounds about the same as other cruise they lines. They had a chart. Okay. Yeah. Um, a... Regular cocktail will be, I think they said, $9. That also sounds about on par with what I've paid in the past. Yeah, I agree. But <laughs> but again, they had a chart. Okay. That's a regular cocktail, not like a fancy cocktail. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think they said 42% of their wines are $10 or under. Well, I can't speak to that. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. So. Oh, okay. I mean, Again, the average price I pay for a cocktail on a cruise is 9 to $12, depending on how fancy it is and the cruise line. But So that sounds like it's on par with. They may I, have their charts and stuff. But, I, I agree. But I, speaking to that, I don't think that's my experience. Is I, I looked at that and I thought the same thing, but I'm going off of what they advertise. Right. And they advertise that their drinks are lower cost. That includes the tip. Okay, well, now that does change things. If that includes the tip, then that is cheaper. Yeah, that includes the tip. Okay. Remember, all tips included. That's cheaper then? Yes. That's like a buck or whatever the tip right. would be cheaper. Okay, fair, fair, fair enough. I will say that, that then they are accurate with that number overall. Cool. All right, and then um, one of my favorite things about Virgin is that they are a very eco-friendly, conscientious cruise line, which is really cool. Now, I am glad that most cruise lines are at least talking the talk about being environmentally friendly. Some of them are walking the walk. I, I just, I question their motives. And in the end, if they're, if they're walking the walk, it doesn't really matter what their motives are. But uh, Virgin seems like they really actually are doing this because they actually care, not just about their public image, but because they actually care about the environment. That's that's the I don't know if it's true, but that's the impression that I've been given from everything I've seen about this cruise line. And to give you some examples of how they are being more environmentally friendly, one of my favorites is that they use the uh, sunscreen, which is actually as far as we know through scientific testing, the most likely to be not damaging to coral reefs, which is the um, stream to sea. Stream, stream to sea, and they are giving that away. Yes, they just have it on the ship ready for you to use. And in their bimini excursion. Yes. That is awesome. Because that sunscreen is not cheap. That is great because I know there are people out here who are gonna be like, I'm not paying ten cents extra to get that reef friendly sunscreen i don't care i'm just going to use well now you can get it for free so you can just shut your mouth and be environmentally friendly and be happy about it so uh that is awesome i think that's really cool and i know there are going to be some people who will still use their own sunscreen because maybe they're you know they have special needs or something like that for sunscreen that's fine still most people are going to be using this and that is a big big deal Uh, They also are very particular about excursion vendors, right? Yes, they are. They will only use excursion vendors that are eco-friendly and do not do large groups. They they want to stick to small groups. Which I got to tell you, that is both going to 
lend itself to be more eco-friendly, but also more customer-friendly. Because we all know the difference between going on an excursion with four people or 40 people. It's a big difference. And that's why a lot of people will go outside of the cruise line. If they can provide that, that's amazing. And if they can handpick vendors and therefore encourage vendors to do things more uh, environmentally conscientiously, if I'm saying that right, or just to be, you know, smaller groups, that's great. That is that is a winning business model for me. So I like that a lot. Obviously, they, they don't have any plastic straws. I think we've all gotten to that point now on cruise lines. You know, there was there were some fights. People died on their mountain over their stupid plastic straws, but we found our way around it. Oh, haven't we? Haven't we gotten past that stupid little bump? I don't think so. The there was a lady in the grocery store the other day that walked over right... I don't know if you saw her. Walked over right in front of us, stopped, grabbed a big old black bag of plastic straws and kept walking. And I wanted to say, why? Why? <laughs> there are alternatives, people, and they're not just the paper ones. I get it that you don't like the paper ones, but there are other alternatives... Anyway, I won't go on that band on that little soapbox, but um, but yeah, they're they're also doing other things because straws are great, but really the whole straw thing was just supposed to be that little shining beacon on the hill to make people aware of the whole plastics problem. Straws are not the only plastic problem. They're probably not even the worst plastic problem. They're just an example that some environmentally minded people thought would be easier to give up. Little did they know, you know, how attached we are to destroying the environment in this country so we don't have things taken away from us. But anyway, uh, they will do things like having no buffets means everything is cooked to order, which means less food waste. Which also, um, part of that is also the, the all food wrapped in plastic and stuff that they would have if it was like, large amounts that they were cooking. So because it's all cooked to order, there's less food waste, less plastic used for all of this extra stuff. Yeah. Which, which I don't know this. I'm sure that not everybody would feel this way, but for me, if I have to pay an extra $200 for a five night cruise, um, but I know that it's going towards a company that is actually giving a crap, sorry mom, about the environment, then I'm going to happily pay that money and feel better about my choices. So I think that's great. So I've got I've got two more things that okay. they're doing. What are so they doing? the first one is um the they're not doing a key card. They've got like a bracelet okay. to like get into your room and pay for things and stuff. I'm sure it has a name. I don't know it. But the rope part of this bracelet is actually made out of recycled plastic. Okay. And like, like the uh, like the four ocean. Four ocean. And stuff. for every bracelet, they re- remove two pounds of plastic from the waters. That's smart. Yes. That is smart, and it's cool, and you could even wear that afterwards and be proud of it. Like put a little, take a little thing off and put a little charm on there or something and now you've got your own four ocean bracelets doing the same thing yes and you have a souvenir yes and then the other the other thing is i'm actually going to read it off of their website because that's the easiest way for me um but basically they're going to have their own um port space terminal in miami okay because of the type of fuel that they're using are they using the the type of fuel that the new carnival ships using yeah so so this says is one of the first cruise lines to use climion climion i don't know yeah says a technology that utilizes heat generated from the ship's engines to generate electricity thereby Uh decreasing the demand for fuel that's interesting yeah i I was not familiar with that yeah Okay, because I know that some of the new ships are using natural gas, which is more environmentally friendly. They've had to build special ports for that. But this sounds like it's a little, it's a different, it's almost like, um, it's almost like, oh gosh, what's it called? The thermal energy. My brain's not working. Anyway, cool. So they're thinking outside the box, coming up with other, utilizing other green technologies. I'm sure there's lots of others that, I'm either not remembering or just don't know about. Right. 
Now, let's be clear. I'm sure that they're not 100% pollution-free. I mean, very few things are. But the fact that they're trying is, I think, what makes a difference. And I know some of the other cruise lines are trying. But they're they're marketing that while they're still dumping trash and getting fined for it and almost kicked out of the United States from cruising. So this is a different this is a different thing and they are going to be the example to live up to hopefully. So good good on them. Yeah. So I mean aside from all of these things, they're just kind of doing kind of different stuff like the whole sailors sort of thing. They right. they've got different names for their areas to like kind of I remember the food thing. Um, <laughs> so there's no dress code. So if you're right. over by the pool and you decide that you're ready to go get a steak, please put on your shirt and then go over to the steakhouse and get yourself a steak in your swim shorts. Some people are not going to like that. I I am fine with that, obviously. Everybody knows me knows I'd be fine with that. But some people won't like it. But they are having some kind of red night or something like that on the scarlet lady some kind of yes it's like the extravagant night or what i don't know what it's called you you know why does getting dressed up have to center around dinner like if people want to get dressed up have a fancy night fine and then you know have your fancy night and your fancy activities and then people that don't want to participate in them don't have to i have to eat so if i don't want to dress up you're forcing me to not go to the dining room that's kind of a bummer Whereas if you're forcing me to not go to your nightclub where you're doing it, that's fine. That's fine. I can go to my other nightclub, which I'm not going to do because I'm not a nightclub guy, but I could. So, I mean, yeah, I could go to the buffet, but come on. The food quality is not the same in the buffet as it is in the MDR. This is leveling that playing field, and uh, hopefully it's going to make everybody happy. Or, I mean, you'll never please everybody, but it's going to get closer to that than other cruise lines have. Maybe. I don't know. Tell us what you guys think about this cruise line virgin. Uh, Fantasticcruising at gmail.com. Yeah. Well, since the topic of this podcast was virgin and they have this ship called the Scarlet Lady, Kimber was like, cruise creatures should be red, man. So red it will be. Yep, that's exactly what I said. She said it just like that, too. She was like total surfer. It's like, <laughs> yo, dude, it's totally should be like red fish or something. Like, totally. Hang 10, bro. I tried to go with the red panda, but I was told that that was not in the Caribbean. So. No, or likely to be seen on a cruise. Yeah, in, yeah. So They're in Asia or something. We picked a fish. Yes. And uh, actually a family of fish. Fishes. Some fishes is. Yes, you say fishes, not fish eye. Just like you say octopuses, not octopi. Right. It'd be fish eye. Fish eye, fish eye is a lens, not a family or a group of fish, as the case may be. Okay. Anyway, what is the cruise creature for this week, Kimbra? The squirrel. Squirrel. Fish. And there are about eight species in this family that can be found throughout the Caribbean. And they all have some some characteristics in common, but um, really they get the name squirrelfish. Well, a couple of them are called soldierfish, just to be clear. Okay, they're soldierfish and squirrelfish. They're all sort of grouped together. They're technically in different groups, but I'm not going to get into the taxonomy too much on that. But there are eight of these fish that fit into this kind of squirrelfish category, and they all have these similar characteristics, which is... They tend to have red scales, red coloration. Some of them have varying amounts of silver as well. But uh, but yeah, they all have the red. So that's why they're the cruise creature, because they're red. Like scarlet. Like scarlet, exactly. Not O'Hare. No, the color. Yes. Frankly, my dear, I don't have anything to say about that. But uh, squirrelfish, there's the squirrelfish, there's the long spine squirrelfish, there's the reef squirrelfish, squirrelfish, there's the dusky squirrelfish, there's the long jaw squirrelfish, there's the deep water squirrelfish, there's the cardinal soldierfish, and there's the black bar soldierfish, and then there's shrimp etouffee, and deep fried shrimp, and shrimp 
Sorry. Why are you talking about shrimp now? Because I went straight into like a Forrest Gump thing there. You know, he's talking about the shrimp. Anyway, squirrel fish, they are red and they have big eyes because the fish in this family tend to be nocturnal. So they are sleeping or the best thing a fish can do during the day that's closest to sleeping. And uh, and then they're more active at night when they're hunting their food, which is going to be plesiosaurs, megalodon. No, that's not that's not it. They they hunt benthic creatures. Do you know what benthic means? Something that's smaller than them. Well, that is what they eat. Is but that's not what benthic means. I know that, but I'm saying that they eat something smaller they, than them. They do. Do you know what benthic means? <laughs> no. Do you know what pelagic means? Yeah, pelagic is open water. Okay, benthic is think kind of the opposite of that. Not open water. <laughs> Closed water. <laughs> Closed water. They live in little bubbles of water that just go about on the seafloor. The cups. They, they live in cups of water. No, but they do live on the seafloor. So benthic animals live closer to the bottom. Pelagic or open open ocean. There's other terms too, but we won't. You you looked very surprised when I said I knew what that was. Pelagic. Well, because you didn't know benthic, so I didn't figure you'd know pelagic. Well, I did. Well, there you go. You're halfway there. So, anyway, they eat small benthic things like little crustaceans and mollusks and this sort of thing. Snails and shrimp, basically. But, um, but yeah, but they have those big eyes so that they can see better in the dark, but they can't blink. So, during the day, they, like, stay hidden in the dark. So, you'll find them, if you're scuba diving, snorkeling, you'll often see them under ledges and stuff. Uh, you may see one out during the day. It's not like they, they're vampires. They go out and they, like, catch on fire or something, but... But they tend to be more hidden during the day and then more active at night. We saw, uh, I think, just one on our night dive, though. Did we? I think we did. I think I saw at least one. I on saw more dive. of them during our other dives. Yeah, but they're tucked under things. Yes. Yeah. There was that one that was tucked, like, inside that little... Yeah. cavey do. Yeah, the cavey do. <laughs> it's a very common fish. You're very likely to see them. If you see a reddish-colored fish with big eyes... It's probably a squirrel fish or a soldier fish. Here's what I just learned, though. I've always wondered this, but I've never wondered it enough to look it up. And that is, why is the squirrel fish called a squirrel fish? They don't look like a squirrel. Any guesses? I mean, I had no clue. Um, I guess it's because they're, like, fidgety. Like, whenever I see them, they're always kind of, like, like, jumpy or twitchy. And squirrels, like like you said, it's like squirrel. Like squirrels are always like. That that makes sense, but that's not actually what it is. So oh, so you do know what it is? I do because I found it by oh. happenstance. So here's why squirrel fishes are called squirrel fish, as, and that is their anal fin, which is the fin on the bottom, literally, uh, back towards the back, but not the caudal tail fin. <laughs> It has a it has spines like all their fins kind of have spines. Their third spine on that anal fin is extra long, and squirrel. The word squirrel comes from a bunch of interpretations in Greek and all this stuff that basically refers to their bushy tails. So because they have this extra long little tail spine, they are called squirrelfish, which is interesting because of all the times I've seen squirrelfish, which is a lot. I've never, ever noticed that. And I don't think the soldier fish have that characteristic. But, um, but yeah, I've been looking at pictures of them, and they do have it. I just never paid much attention to it. doesn't look like a squirrel tail, so don't get excited and then be disappointed. But that is how they get the name squirrel fish. Okay. I, I like my definition better. I mean, it may or be my... more appropriate. I don't know. I don't know. I just, every time I see them, they're, they're kind of like twitchy. Okay. I mean, they're they're a little more skittish yeah. than some Don't they other... seem kind of twitchy to you? Yeah, I can see where you'd say that. Yeah. Okay. Right. And that's going to wrap it up. I think we're done. We're done? I think we're done. Cool. Stick a fork in it. And twirl it around? No, don't. Just stick a fork in it. Well, I was thinking spaghetti. No. No. I have to think about it since I don't get to eat it. No. Well, yeah, we're, yeah. All right, let's close it out. Okay, fine. On that note, let's head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody.
Okay, thanks for staying on the podcast, not hitting the stop button. Is that even a thing anymore? Anyway, thank you for listening past the the music. Uh, You just mentioned diets. We are doing the diet thing as I'm looking at this 240-calorie root beer. Is that for the whole bottle? Okay, at least it's the whole bottle. Uh, But we have just these two left. I guess we're going to drink those. We've been doing pretty good. You know, Mallory and Andrew did set us back a little bit with the diet. Yeah, but it was it was okay. We oh. did all right. Normally, you would jump all over that. You'd be like, yeah, it's their fault. Whatever. You're making <laughs> me look like the bad guy here. <laughs> no, we did not stick to the diet while they were here because we wanted to, you know, fully enjoy the time, our time with them. Didn't do too much damage to my diet. I put a few pounds back on, but not too many. Jumped on the scale last few days, and I'm still sitting at about... 15 pounds lighter than when I started the diet and uh, my belt is still the skinnier of my two belts of my crocodile belts I'm still in the first belt hole though so looking for that to go to the second hole that'll be telling for me but yeah going all right yeah I'm excited to drink this root beer but it'll be the last one yep that'll be it